0: You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.
1: And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan.
2: Welcome to the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Man, I hope your Tuesday's off to a great start. We're live in the Battery Atlanta, and Mike Harris, Money Mike, out there signing autographs. I've never seen an autograph line that long. In 680, The Fan, that is. The sales team has assaulted Harris. And they all say there's a little kid in the hospital that they're getting the autograph for. And let me tell you, Money Mike has been very generous with his time, patiently signing all of the autographs. Hey, uh, Road Dog, here's a couple baseballs. Can you run out there and get Money Mike to sign these? I got a couple of kids in the hospital. I need them signed. It's not the first time he's heard that one. So, uh, DT, back in the saddle today,
3: man. How was Monday off? Did you uh, go out and tee it up yesterday? What was the deal? I actually did have time to just run by the driving range, but went out and had to help Mama. Got to see Mama, had dinner, and oh, that's awesome. took care of some good things. Took the care of some things for my house. You know, just a nice uh, nice day to get right. And Road Dog back from Las Vegas.
2: Road Dogg, how'd the Hoops game go last night? I missed the final. Well, it didn't go our way, but, you know, they they battled tough. They were down a little bit uh, a couple times by 14 and never gave up. They kept fighting back, so hopefully they can get it on track this uh, Friday night against Wake Forest. Are you working on no sleep? A very little sleep. We had that red eye back on Southwest and landed about 1.30. I got home about 2.30. Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> so. Yeah, hard-working man, Road dog. I'm impressed. All right, uh, one-hour show, man. We got to get busy.
1: Bucks big take.
2: Best I can tell, Falcons head coach Arthur Smith is on the hot seat. It's year three of the three-year plan, and right now the Falcons are on the road to his third straight losing season and sixth overall. Now, remember what the NFL stands for? Remember? Not for long. Mr. Blank and the fans were sold, apparently, on a bill of goods. Art was supposed to be an offensive genius and a red zone savant. But uh, even recently, NFL All-Pro quarterback turned analyst Kurt Warner showed us uh, on video that that's really not the case. You may have caught that. Allow me to list a few more reasons why Art is in trouble. He's not even close to getting the most out of the Falcons' last three first-round draft picks. Pitts, London, Robinson. Not even close to getting the most out of those guys. Here's another one. Art sold us and the front office on Desmond Ritter being legit. He turned out to be a turnover machine. Here's another one. Have you noticed the attendance is going down? Check all the empty seats. And finally, Art's abrasive personality is really tough to promote. Who cares? He's sort of jerkish, if you know what I mean. Art is on the hot seat. And if the Falcons continue down this road to another losing season, gone. As Nick Saban would say, gone. At season's end. And there you go. There's the big take as we get the show started today. And I think you nailed it. That is brought to you by Deco Systems Heating and Air, and uh, they are getting the job done with HVAC repair. Contact locally on Deco Systems at DecoSystems dot com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable, one home at a time. On the sheet, it says Deco System, but. Uh, I know a
3: systems. More than just one system they're working with.
2: them. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You want to get it right, too. You know, they're paying big-time money to be a part of that. So there you go. There's We're starting off with the Falcons today.
3: Am I the only one, DT, you believe what I'm talking about here? He's on the hot seat or no? Uh, Yeah, clearly, Buck, yeah. Um, I think some folks have said, you know, the quarterback change didn't seem to change much the one constant Say has what? the one constant has been arthur smith and uh yeah this offensive guru this offensive uh, genius especially the red zone that's all we heard about buck was how how much we were going to score in the red zone and well, now they really worked lead, out lead that the way. nfl in field goal attempts and, and then kurt the goal warner goals. that was damning what kurt warner came out with yeah that was that was hard to watch know, the yeah the
2: video where you know it made Art look bad was some of the play design Which didn't make sense. I believe uh, Kurt Warner had two of those on social media where, um, you know, the blocking, the route
3: running, it uh, none of those two things didn't add up. Yeah. And at this point, the honeymoon is clearly over the honeymoon period. We knew this was going to be a rebuild. Pardon me. When uh, when Terry took over, when Arthur took over, I don't think anybody expected them to have immediate success. It would have been uh, borderline impossible. But this is year three, you got most of your guys in here, and things still aren't working. Said that right.
2: Yeah, and coming up a little later in the show, I'll tell you why Heineke is the best option right now. And you know where I've been. I've been real on this for months. You know, I got turned off during the off season about how much they were pushing Desmond Ritter on us. I was not a believer in Ritter. Coming into the year, I didn't believe he was ready to help this organization win football games, and that's turned out to be the case. And uh, many of you are going to say, "Well, blue you know, you're all over this Taylor Heineke thing. You think he's the greatest
3: thing since Tom Brady?" Well, no, not so much. I'll tell you he why. He didn't light it up on Sunday by any means. Let's be honest. Uh, so, well, uh,
2: you know, as a former quarterback that that has played at a high level, former coach, and. Uh, Analyst, I'm going to tell you why he's the best option coming up, and uh, you can buy it or, or you may not. Uh, I'm good with either way.
1: The best in college football and the NFL. Five,
2: five, four, four, three,
1: three, two, two, one, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com.
2: All right, heading into week number 10 of the National Football League. Here's the Buck Baloo Show Top 5 coming out of the NFL. All right, number one, remaining number one, Philadelphia. Sitting there at 8-1, and one, best record in the league. Uh, they tried to lose to the Cowboys, but... We're able to pull that out. Eagles stay in number one this week. Moving up to number two. I got the Kansas City Chiefs, 7-2, and two, led by the defense so far this year. I know that's shocking. Offense maybe getting a little bit closer to breaking out. That's the promise that Mahomes is making. I've got the Chiefs checking in at number two. Number three, maybe the most balanced team, offense, defense. Uh, run offense, pass defense, coaching and personnel. The most balanced team in the AFC might be the Baltimore Ravens. Sitting there at 7-2, they're trending up. By the way, Roquan Smith is killing it in Baltimore. I've got the Ravens number three. In a surprise move, I'm going Cincinnati Bengals. Man, I know they're 5-3, and three, but hey, they've won four in a row. And have you looked at the remaining schedule for the Bengals? The way they're playing with their quarterback back at 100% and totally playing at, at one of the highest levels of quarterback play in the National Football League. Bengals are set perhaps to run the table the rest of the season. Take a look at that schedule the rest of the way for the Bengals. So they're checking in at four. I've got the Lions five, six and two. Really balanced and tough, 3-1 and one at home, 3-1 and one on the road. And they are ready to make a run at the top seed in the National Football League and the NFC. If the Eagles slip at all, look out the Lions. Look at their remaining schedule. Have a shot to go 14-3, and three, I kid you not. Under consideration, two teams that play this coming weekend the
3: uh, 49ers and the Jaguars. I have my eyes on that one, too, when I look at the uh, NFL schedule coming up. That ought to be a good one, Buck.
2: So here's the way it runs down. NFL Power 5 heading into Week 10. According to the Buck Blue Show, Eagles 1, Chiefs 2, Ravens 3, Bengals 4, and the Lions 5. Top 5 on 680 The Fan. Atlanta's Sports Station. There you go.
3: Yeah, we were worried about those Jags early in the in the. They had a shaky start. They won like five in a but row. Yeah, man. too much talent on that on that team to. to well, I had a chance of. to hang out with Chris Conley
2: this past week the former Georgia receiver, formerly of the Jaguars, and Trayvon Walker, number one pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars two uh, two years ago. And uh, Conley's now with the 49ers, and boy, they were going back and forth this past Saturday when I was with them about uh, how they were going to whip each other. There was some pretty good give and take going on at the Georgia bookstore. By the way, two of the nicest guys as far as the uh, National Football League go, really great with the Georgia fans that came through the bookstore, really awesome. Thank you, Buck. And really nice to my two boys who made the trip over to Athens with me last week, last Saturday, to see the game. And both of those guys taking time to uh, talk to my uh, two sons. So really impressed with both those dudes. All right, coming back on the other side, we're going to have the uh, Bulldog Roundtable coming early today. So we break down the showdown in Athens coming up on Saturday. You got the Blue Show here on the fans, 680 and Ninety Three Seven Edition of the Buck Belu Show. The line for Michael Harris autographs has uh, gone down significantly here. He's now trying to catch his breath here at 680 The Fan Studios. Looks like Road Dog had a couple of baseballs that some member of his family will uh, enjoy, I'm sure. It's a good day to have a couple of major league baseballs in our locker, if you know what I mean. Hopefully, he made it down the the people downstairs that I walked by who had stacks and stacks. I mean, it's unbelievable. He handled it very well, though. As soon as he walked out the studio door, he got attacked. And he had a smile on his face, spoke to each person, signed the ball where you could actually read his name, which is sort of unheard of these days. A lot of these guys, you you see the autograph and you go, wait, what? What's that say?
3: He's handled it quite well, Buck. I mean, it's got to be kind of a whirlwind. Think about just this time, say two years ago, he could walk around the battering. I don't think many people would have recognized him.
2: Yeah, and I bet there's some times right now he's wishing that that was still the case. <laughs> Handling the fame. Looks like he's doing a very good job of that. Great having him in, too, with the locker room this morning. That was a good get. All right, we're going to go to the round table early today, man. Let's talk Georgia football. Proud to be the official sports
1: talk station of the Dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, far side like 15-10, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ballgame. Georgia will win this ballgame. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
2: For the Bulldog Roundtable. Well, now no, normally we go 35 after the hour. Somebody somewhere is going to be saying, wait, they went to the Bulldog Roundtable early today. Well, we can move it around on the show as long as we do it, right, Road Dog? I mean, that's the key thing here. It doesn't matter where we have it in the show, right? Yeah, I agree with that. You know, get it done. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to push this back. This is a big game this weekend. I mean, we got ESPN Game Day showing up. You think they're going to have David Pollock out as the celebrity picker? Or are they going to go with Aaron Murray again? I don't think that has been revealed yet. But I'm guessing it's not David. Just a wild guess. Uh, so Georgia and Ole Miss, you know, a lot of people, uh, especially at the coffee shop, I noticed that everybody was... Wanted to talk about the Ole Miss offense and the Georgia defense. Wanted to talk about Jackson Dart and what this Rebel offense is getting done. Tell you what, I'm going to start on the other side of the ball today as we get ready for the showdown game coming up on Saturday. Had a chance last night to do a little video study, game analysis, and I started on the other side of the ball. Wanted to get a better look at the Ole Miss defense and how they matched up with Carson Beck and this Bulldog offense designed, led by Mike Bobo. Those Bobo critics have sort of gone away. I hadn't heard anybody criticizing Mike recently that was sober at least. The first thing, uh, when I look at Ole Miss on defense, the first thing that really jumps off the page is out of their 11 players on defense, nine are senior transfers. Now, what makes that a big deal? Why are you making a big deal out of that, Baloo? What's the deal with that? What has that got to do with anything? Well, you know, I just happen to believe that the longer that you're playing with the guys next to you, the tighter you're going to be. This is a defense that's been thrown together and thrown together quickly. They have not been together for a year. Now, they it's not like Joshua Dobbs stepping in and not knowing the names of the other 10 guys in the huddle. It's not that bad. But Pete Golding has done a really good job, I think, of Uh, implementing nine new players into this defense coming into the season. I mean, you look at where they are on the stat sheet in the SEC, they're allowing 23 points a game, number seven out of the 14 teams in the SEC. Rush defense, number nine. Pass defense, number eight. The one area that they're really thriving is getting to the quarterback and getting the quarterback on the ground. Ole Miss, their defense has 31 sacks, number two in the SEC. That's what they do the best on this side of the ball. Now, they're coming off a performance against Texas A&M at home, where they didn't exactly live up to their standard. They allowed 35 points to A&M. Had some blown coverages, allowed Max Johnson to have a big day throwing the ball around. So Pete Golding has got some, got to get some things cleaned up. To beat Georgia this Saturday, and I believe Georgia a 10.5-point favorite coming into the game, Vegas double-digit favorite as far as Georgia goes. Ole Miss for Ole Miss to be able to take down Georgia on the road and get that done. Defensively. What they're going to have to do. So I look for one more little stat on the game here I found last night. Yeah, the last time Ole Miss beat a number one team on the road was 2014. At Alabama, Hugh Freeze uh, taking down the Crimson Tide in 2014. So it's been about 10 years since they've been able to make that happen. And uh, to be able to upset George on Saturday, defensively, they're going to have to get the Carson back. And they're going to have to get Carson back on the ground. They're going to have to sack back. They're going to have to hassle back. They're going to have to make him move off the spot. They're going to have to make him scramble. They're going to have to make him throw the ball before he's ready to throw it. They're going to have to sack back. And then when they don't sack back, they've got to make back make bad decisions with the football. And so far this season, Beck hadn't done any of that. The most he's been sacked was this past Saturday against Missouri. He got sacked three times. That is the most he's been on the ground. The most he's turned the ball over, as far as interceptions go, it would be one. Would be the maximum he has thrown as far as interceptions go during this season. So this is really sort of swimming upstream for Ole Miss on defense. Why do they need to force these turnovers to get to back and get him on the ground? Well, they, they need to set up their offense, put them on short fields, and give them easier scoring opportunities. They're going to have to score some points to win. So I'm going to put the over and under uh, as far as Ole Miss winning the game and defense, as far as what they need to do on defense. They're going to need to sack back. I'm going to say, five times in the game. They're going to have to force Beck into three turnovers for Ole Miss to win the game. They are going to have to force Carson Beck into his worst performance of the season if they want to pull off the upset. By the way, Beck is number 10 again this week in college football in total QBR. Top 10 performance level out of Beck this season. Which I think indirectly shows you what a great job that Mike Bobo has done. I mean, the guy is prepared for three years for the job. But Bobo is getting the most out of him. Coming up with uh, some good game plans, uh, play designs, play calls. In game adjustments, Bowo and Beck are getting the job done. The most comparable game for Ole Miss would be the one that they lost to Alabama. They won twenty. Uh, they they got beat twenty four to ten against the Crimson Tide. They only forced one turnover in that game. Now they did sack Milrow four times, but at that point in time in the season, Milrow had not settled in to being comfortable in the pocket as much as he is right now. So I think back playing at a higher level than what Milrow was when he took on Ole Miss earlier this season. So I like this side of the ball as far as the Georgia Bulldogs go. This Ole Miss defense is going to have to step up with a huge performance. And Pete Golding is going to have to lay off the sauce coming into the game. And there's the round table for you. Let's bounce around some college football, man. Got some other big games out there. Man, out in the break room prior to the show today, do you know there were some people out there talking about getting Mike Harris's autograph? But I heard some talk about Georgia Tech football, man. Taking on the Clemson Tigers in Death Valley Saturday, a high noon kickoff. So when toe meets leather, ABC's going to have it for you. Clemson coming off a big win. They're now 5-4. and four. And Tech sitting at 5-4. and four. How about Tech? Tech a 14-and-a-half-point underdog. Bad things happen normally when you go into Death Valley. Even Notre Dame couldn't solve that riddle. Last win, Georgia Tech's last win over the Tigers was nine years ago. Do you remember that? No, you don't. Their last win over the Tigers in Death Valley 15 years ago, 2008. DT, you're in diapers the last time Tech beat Clemson. Uh, Tech's been playing really well, though, and as I mentioned uh, yesterday, Buster Faulkner, to me, should be up for one of the assistant coaches of the year awards. The job that he's done. I mean, he's coming in there and taking a a Yellow Jacket offense that was terrible. As Charles Barkley would say, terrible. Last season, and boy, Tech is getting the job done offensively. One of the highest scoring offenses in the ACC. Getting the most out of the quarterback position. Tech fans, uh, tip your cap to Buster Faulkner and Haynes King for doing a, a really good job so far this season. And with Faulkner and King doing the job they're doing, it might give Tech a chance going in there this weekend. Uh, The uh, other uh, huge game, and it's not in the Deep South, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Got undefeated Michigan taking on Penn State and Happy Valley. Now it's going to be a noon kickoff in that one, so it won't be the night game wideout. Where Penn State plays really tough in that scenario is going to be early noon kickoff there. Michigan, this is their first legitimate test of the season. They have played nobody. And they've got Penn State signals. I'm sure James Franklin has changed those signals going into this game. That would be the smart thing to do. Michigan, a six and a half point favorite in the game. I think Vegas was going to put this at 12 and a half, but they found out that Franklin changed their signals, and that line dropped to six and a half like that. Michigan. We're going to find a lot out about Michigan. Penn State really, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough test on the road for Michigan. I can't wait to see what Michigan is really all about. Because goes up to this point really hadn't seen him tested yet so i'm anxious to see how they're going to respond to that test should be good washington and utah 330 kickoff out in seattle will be another good game this saturday oregon and usc that should be a high scoring affair bo nix is drooling right now i'm not sure where he's at He's probably already graduated. This is about his eighth year, isn't it, Bo Nix? I mean, he's been around for almost a decade. So he's already graduated, I'm sure. He's probably working on his uh, doctorate, graduate degree. But right now, he is not at the breakfast table. He is drooling watching that Trojan defense who has fired the defensive coordinator. They are a mess defensively. FSU in Miami. Another one going on in Tallahassee. The Seminoles undefeated, and I'm sure they don't want to let Miami take them down. And there's some college football for you there today. I wanted to hear, wanted you to hear from Kirby though, talking about that Ole Miss pass rush. DT, can we hear that? Here's Kirby talking about defensively Ole Miss and the job they do rushing the quarterback.
3: Well, first off, Pete's always been that way. He's an aggressive uh, nature, comes after people. Um, they've got the players to do it. They got really good team speed on defense. Um, they will come after you with different looks, uh, multiple looks, and try to confuse, you know, the quarterback and the offense. That's what good defenses do. He's been around uh, good defenses his whole career. He does a great job defensively. So I'm sure they'll have a plan. They all, you know, they study what you do and they study what you've seen and given you problems. He'll have forms of that. Um, they do a good job of that. And then, you know, your answers to pressure and blitzes, you know, protection can 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 beat pressure if you protect well. Um, and then there's those other answers. We all we all know what they are. You just got to be able to execute
2: them. Yeah, got to hurt them too. when they bring the blitz. You got to hurt them with explosive plays. Let's hear from Brent Key talking about Georgia Tech getting ready for the Clemson Tigers and that trip to Death Valley. Here's Coach Key. You know, we just it's another opponent. I mean, we, we it's about
1: what we do. Uh, you know, Clemson's a really good football team really talented football team. But, uh, you know, we've got one-game seasons right now. That's the way we're playing it. You know, there's there's nothing left after this Saturday. There's nothing left after this past Saturday. And we're playing them as as the last
2: game we're going to play. That's right. One game at a time, brother. That's the only way to go in football. I think you nailed it. Well, coming up is our last free 680 Harris Tailgate Central Series Tailgate in Athens this season. And we want to enjoy. Uh, want to invite you to join 680 The Fan this Saturday before Georgia takes on Ole Miss for a free Athens uh, tailgate. The read actually has Old Miss, O-L-D. It's the more formal um, Yeah, Old pronunciation. Miss. I hadn't seen that one. Elderly hey, Miss. Well. The party starts... Three and a half hours before kickoff, from our prime tailgate location behind the Athens Banner-Herald and right next to the Classic Center on Thomas Street in East Clayton, uh, where it is we're going to have complimentary libations from Corona, Jim Beam, the Long Drink, free food from Bojangles and Gordo's cheese dips, and plus live music from our uh, band. All that. We want to thank our sponsors, and that would be Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort, The Long Drink, Jim Beam, Corona, Body Armor Flash IV, Bojangles, Gordo's Cheese Dip, and Zero FG Energy Drink. For your free tickets, go right now to 680thefan.com slash tailgatecentral. Uh, man, you got to be 21 or older to get in over there. Let's talk some Falcons football here. I'm going to explain why... Uh, why Taylor Heineke is the best option right now.
1: The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on The
2: Fan. Yeah, so why Heineke? You might be wondering this. Why did he start against the Vikings? Well, to me, it was all about Desmond being a turnover machine at the time. And the Vikings, their defensive coordinator, Brian Flores, is known for blitzing the quarterback. So that was why Art went to Heineke at that point in time. Uh, just, uh, you got Heineke, a veteran quarterback, so he's more well versed in pre and post snap reads, more dependable, more reliable in that situation. So why are they staying with Heineke in the start against the Cardinals? Well, they're going on the road. Never an easy place to, to win, even though Phoenix is like one and eight. And so you go with a guy that can execute the offense better. Limit bad plays. You want to stay on track. Down in distance. You don't want to be turning the ball over. Just execute the offense, and Heineke in a better position to do that than Desmond Ritter. The big difference I see between Ritter and Heineke would be that Heineke gets the ball out quicker. He's more decisive in his decision-making, and for good reason. Look, one guy's a rookie. And the other guy is a chiseled veteran who's been around the block. He's been a starter in this league. So this is no should be no surprise to anybody that the ball gets out quicker with Heineke. And he's a more decisive decision maker, able to read the defense before the snap and after the snap. Much better than this rookie quarterback that the Falcons have been going with. Heineke also deals with quarterback pressures better than Ritter does. Now, look, they're both, uh, both elusive in their skill set but i'm talking about heineke does a better job maneuvering inside the pocket than ritter does ritter feels the pressure he's he's trying to get out of there heineke will at least maneuver inside the pocket and get rid of the football and then also heineke is much sharper with the passes short to intermediate ritter's all over the place And you might be saying, well, dude, I mean, Heineke uh, let us down last Sunday. We had to settle for all these field goals. And he had an ugly interception, too. Well, on the interception, he read the defense. The ball went to the right receiver in that situation. He just sailed it. And that DB made a good little bub Break on the ball there too. So you got to give him a little bit of credit. You know, it wasn't a dumb throw or a bad decision. He just sailed it. And let me just look. I'm looking at the NFL stats here. Uh Josh Allen, he's a turnover machine. Mahomes, he's the best that's ever been, right? He's got eight interceptions. Jalen Hurts, eight interceptions. Tua, seven interceptions. So even the best in the business. In this game, when you're throwing it 30, 40 times a game, hey, even the best in the business are going to throw some picks. Now, coming uh, coming into the season, I told you that Ritter was not ready to help this team win. And I told you that Heineke was a better option. Now, you might misinterpret that by thinking that I think Heineke should be the quarterback for years to come. That's not the case. What I believe is that Heineke should start as long as they're in contention. Maybe stick Ritter back in if you fall out of contention in the South. And then what the Falcons should do is take a quarterback in the upcoming talent-rich NFL draft. A couple of weeks ago, I pointed out there, 10 to 12 great quarterback prospects that will be in the upcoming NFL draft. it's time for the Falcons to take one of those. And there's your Falcons talk today. Double dose of it in a 42-minute show, uh, 42 minutes of content, man. We're doubling down on the Falcons today. Rise up! And how about this, man? On the other side, we got some Braves talk coming up. I'm going to make sense of Morton coming back and what the Braves are going to do with their rotation. Stick around for that. Got the show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Is this
0: the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team?
2: Show here on the fan 680 and 937. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit BeaverToyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. And let them treat you right there. Hey, have you heard about the uh, fan's next big fan? Think you got what it takes to be 680's next Bix fan? We're looking for fresh voices to take over the podcast space at the fan, seeking young, eager, unique duos and trios to join our podcast talent. The top three podcast idea submissions will interview live on Chuck and Chernoff. Man, that's going to be a tough interview. With one podcaster's dream brought to life, where you're going to get to record, edit, and post your podcast from our 680 podcast studio. Better make an appointment now. Weekly for 20 episodes. Apply today at 680thefan.com slash fan. All right, Braves, uh, you might be wondering what's the deal. Charlie Morton. Braves have opted in on that $20 million option on Charlie Morton, so he is not retiring. Morton's decided to come back. Wouldn't it be hard for you to turn down 20 mil if you were thinking about retiring? DT, I bet you'd say, you know, I think I'll come back for one more year. I reckon I'd do just about anything for $20 million a year, Buck, especially play baseball. Now, there's some people thinking, well, come on, Morton's going to be 40. He's going to break down. Well, as you saw at 39, Morton was a innings eater that struck out a lot of people. Struck out a lot of them. He's still got some game left and would fit... I believe, as a uh, veteran leader on this team and in the clubhouse and fit into the, uh, say, the number four spot in the rotation.
3: It's funny you say that, Buck, because I think I actually had more questions about this move a year ago when they gave him the $20 million option. I feel better about Charlie going into this 40-year-old season as I did uh, better than I did going into his 39-year-old season.
2: Now, I still believe you're going to see the Braves still add rotational help as far as a veteran starter during this off season, they're going to bring in a legitimate proven pitcher so they're not done in adding to the rotation so if you're concerned about that you thought well they they uh brought, picked up the option on morton he's coming back that's all we're going to do i don't believe that's going to be the case you're going to see them continue they're going to add another at least another veteran rotation arm uh sunny gray would be nice i'm just saying And where's the money going to come from? Well, have you noticed all the sellouts we had this past season? They got plenty of money to spend, so don't worry about that. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word.
1: Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955.
2: Final word. and I don't really like to brag, but... uh, Go ahead, uh, bud. Come on. I've noticed if, you know, if I don't brag, then nobody else is going to brag. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to say quickly that, hey, I was 3-0 and in my picks of the week this week. Took Alabama over LSU. No problem there. Now sweating it out, that Eagles-Cowboys game. I had the Eagles minus three and a half. I think it was, while sweating that out at the end. Got a little uh, hairy there. So uh, first and a week of the year. And boom goes the dynamite. So we're going to do it again next week. And I've noticed, I'm looking at the clock. I'm a little late getting out. But I'm going to put this on the locker room show. Now, I know they got 10 people on the show. Plus, they had Mike Harris stepping in for a visit. But they were late. It pus- pushed me back late. And look, Fennerin is doing a, a really good job trying to keep them... Uh, with the clock, so they're staying on time. But I'm going to put this on home team, man. know you got a lot of guys you got to uh, control in there, but Nick and Chris are starting late because you guys ran late. I only get 42 minutes. You guys get like three or four hours. Come on, man. All right, that's going to do it for me. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck.